Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back, Redheads, to another episode of the Redheads Book Club Special Bonus Edition. Today's episode is so special, so near, so dear to my heart, and I am so excited to be recording it with my girlies. This is an episode about my children's book called The Camper and the Counselor, which is now available everywhere, and we're going to do our thang on my book. Of course, this is the first children's book that we've ever covered for the Redheads. For obvious reasons, you know, this is an extremely literary podcast. We read 600-page novels. We read fantasy. We read a lot of serious work. But today, we're just going to lighten things up and do our thing on a children's book. My children's book called The Camper and the Counselor, which I stated is available everywhere now. If you haven't gotten your copy via pre-order or ordering it this minute, please grab yourself a copy because it's a wonderful book. And I'm so excited to discuss it with my girls. So Becky, Dana, we're all here to recap, discuss, and break down my book. Hey, girlies, how is everyone? Wow, I'm, this I'm is so, so excited. <laughs> we talked about doing this episode for so long when I announced that I was writing a book. We were like, we have to do redheads about it. And it's crazy that we're actually doing it. Like, we have our own little outline for this book, same as every other episode, just like. This book, it's a lot shorter than every other episode. So this episode is meant to just be a treat for you. We'll be dissecting the book, but of course, like we're not taking it too seriously, but we are going to discuss some of the major themes, plot lines, plot holes, question mark. I sure hope not. (laughs) I sure hope no loose ends, but you never know. The girls are going to do their thing. And while I do hope that the review is a rave one, I don't want you to hold back. I don't. Oh yeah, Jax, we're going (laughs) to rip it to shreds. (laughs) I mean, if that's how you felt in your heart, I wouldn't want you to be inauthentic, but I hope that it's not. There's not one thing that we could possibly say about this book, except that it is the most heartwarming, delicious, like nostalgia-inducing spiritual journey. And Counselor Snitch being at the forefront of it all just makes it that much sweeter. So sweet and so hysterical. Like Snitch is on the pod. She is the center, the focal point of the book. Counselor, before we get into everything, can you just sum up what this has been like for you to be my muse? It's it's really been a whirlwind. Like I just I don't really know to do with like this level of fame that has Mm -hmm. really like come my way. It's been a lot, but you know, I have my family to like keep me grounded, which has like been so important during this time. You know we will. Um but no, it's been great. 
And your coworkers. Right, and my coworkers to keep me grounded as well. Um, yeah, just have a really good, like, support system in place. So, like, it won't let it, like, get to my head. Um, okay. But, no, it's been great. I mean, like, it's the cutest book ever. I think, like, my favorite part of the book is The Dear Reader. But, like, obviously, because it's about me. Um, but it's really just such, like, I couldn't have said it better myself. A heartwarming, nostalgic story that everyone's children and adults should read as well. Well, I'm actually going to give a little behind the scenes about The Dear Reader and the reason why I put that in. Because when I was writing the book, there was some conversation and concern that having the counselor be called Counselor Snitch might be confusing because a snitch is usually a nefarious actor. And our Counselor Snitch is not, but that is at odds with the definition of the word snitch. So the solution was to write a Dear Reader that explained how the Counselor Snitch character came to be so that the reader would know in advance that this is a good character. Like you don't have to be waiting for her to turn on the camper like we can trust the counselor so that's where the dear reader came in just as a little explainer for counselor snitch and then I also wanted to thank the people who helped me write the book because I was already in there talking to the audience might as well give also a thanks. I have a plot hole let's save it for the for the summary oh okay okay I thought we started no okay let's get into the book before we do I've got to give you a quick recap about what our book is about so the book starts off with our camper our protagonist it's her first summer at camp she's really really excited but I think as soon as she gets there she realizes that maybe she overestimated herself and maybe she's not as ready for camp as she thought that she was because she's nervous she's gonna miss her mom she's holding on to her mom's hand and a little trepidatious about letting go really but then she sees a face a friendly face that helps her stomach unknot hi I'm counselor snitch and I'm the head of our bunk I like dancing and singing to pop into funk is that the plot hole that you don't listen to funk <laughs> I mean it's definitely a a plot hole but no the plot hole is that in the dear reader you wrote my my sisters my mom my husband and my son because when I wrote it I didn't have Charlie yet so one, you had, you had Bruno and you had Harry. Oh, my son was Harry. Yeah. Yeah. It should have been sons. But I didn't have two sons when I wrote it. And I'm not going to give myself a nine. But you had Bruno and Harry. Okay. Bruno wasn't in the tear reader. Wench. <laughs> no, but he should be a son. Oh, oh, you're nuts. Sorry. Oh, sorry. You're in like dog mom, nutty magnolia mode. No, like once you have human children, you recognize. And by the way, I'm someone who has human children and a canine child, and I'm very inclusive in brew in everything, mm -hmm. but I'm not nuts. Okay. Like this dear reader was meant to mean something like no offense. I'm not thinking my dog. No, that's weird. Obviously, I love Brew. He's in my About the Author, but I really wanted the people who I mentioned, like there's four people. I didn't want them to also be like, oh, and she even mentioned the dog. This doesn't mean anything. That's really was my thinking. It would have invalidated your shout out, Snitch. Mm -hmm. 100%. So then it's like free game for snitch, anyone. Snitch, this is about you. We didn't want to dilute the meaning of this book. But thank you for looking out for Brew. Back to the story. We left you on a cliffhanger. She's nervous. She sees Counselor Snitch and her stomach, as we said, unknots. Counselor Snitch sweeps the camper under her wings. Don't worry, camper. I hope you're hungry. Dinner is ready. You better like meatballs on top of spaghetti. So the camper gets together with the bunk. And they're having, honestly, they're kikiing. They're having a really nice time. I think all she really feels so excited and getting along with the girls and loving the food. Um, and she goes to bed. And the wave of homesickness 
hits her again. I think again, like she thought she was prepared for more than she was. And she cuddles up to the counts. Like, is this normal? I'm feeling so blue. Did you feel that way too? The counselor assures her that the way that she's feeling is normal because counselor felt that way when she was a young girl. And look at her now, eight years at camp. Now she counsels this bunk, good ass times. So the counselor made her realize that she'd have fun in this bunk. She thought about that and her homesickness shrunk. She talked with the girlies before bed and went to sleep that night with happy thoughts in her head. Cut to, if this were a movie, like a highlight reel of Camper living her best life. Soccer, baseball, horseback riding, cooking. She couldn't stop smiling. But then our camper encounters something and she's possessed with fear because she sees the lake. Whoa, I'm not going in that lake. It's too big and scary. The bunkmates agreed. They were all really wary. But that'll change that day in a flash when Snitch pirouetted and jumped in with a splash. Once again, the counselor saves the day, showing our camper the way. And from there, Camper goes on to have an amazing summer. She recognizes that she was able to conquer her fears without what maybe some of the tools she would have used at home, plugging into her phone, TV, you know, kind of disconnecting from the world and said she is extremely connected. And we see that in the illustrations that she's connected to nature. She's connected to her bunkmates. But most of all, she's connected to her counselor, Counselor Snitch. Now, the end of the book is a beautiful full circle moment where we have our camper so excited for next summer, reflecting on how this has been the best summer that she's had yet. She can't wait for next summer. She's counting the days. Yay. So that is the book. It's really the story of a girl's first summer at camp, the highs and the lows and the the favor she finds in her favorite counselor. So before we get into the questions, what did everyone think of the book? Did you like it? Did you not like it? What did or did you not like? Snitch, <laughs> let's start with you. I loved it. I thought it encompassed the whole counselor camper experience, what you hope you would get in a counselor. Um, yeah, it was perfection. Oh my God, thanks. Bex? Jax, I loved it so much. It made my heart sing. It made me smile from ear to ear. The illustrations were epic and just so colorful and vibrant and really like brought it all to life. But the story was so special and nostalgic. And I don't know if I'm biased because I went to camp and I had a similar experience with like an enchanting counselor who made it all better for me. And I did you? Of course. And I was so homesick. And my first meal at camp was stuffed shells. And so the spaghetti like really like brought me to life I also spoiler alert barfed my first night of camp so like I had it a little worse than a camper but my counselor brought me to the infirmary like I I it resonated oh wow it was so real and it was a wholesome story and I am just so proud that I have a friend who could bring this to the page and I have such delicious nieces and nephews that I absolutely cannot wait to read this to and I'm so excited for their camp journey and their counselor experience and for them to find their own snitch so for that reason like my heart is bursting I love you and I loved this oh my god thank you you're actually the only one who I hadn't I didn't like show the book to physically in person. So I did not know your opinion of it. And I can't believe you had such a similar experience, like actually a more extreme experience than our camper with yeah. homesickness and a beloved counselor. Cause I do get the question a lot. Like, did you have a counselor who was counselor snitch to you? And honestly, no one really comes to mind. Maybe that's why I've glommed on to counselor snitch so heavily. Cause like she's the counselor I wish to see in the world. I definitely had one. Mm-hmm. You did Sidsha. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. Mine was named Nikki. Nikki Worsley. She was British. She was incredible. We, I like still like laugh about things that she used to do and like the comfort that she lended to me. Jackie, you had one. Vince? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, I was did. was a friend. But I was but I also like a little she, you older. You weren't as young. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't as dire. Fine, that's like, I was fair. seven. Yeah, same. Literally. Yeah, that's our camper. No, Snitch, you were like four. Um, yes, but when I started with Sidja, I think I was like eight. Yeah, yeah you were older. But Counselor Snitch actually went to camp for the first time at the age of five. Because I did. Three, I three big sisters were there. So I was going to spend old. the hum- summer home alone, like looking for friends. Even though I like couldn't speak, but yeah. <laughs> no, you were great. And Dana, what did you think? Uh, I adored this book. Nothing has ever resonated before. When I think about camp, all I think about are the counselors. <laughs> I was obsessed with my counselors. Like, Shout out to Alyssa Gerling, Nay Dolberg. Shout out to Sophia Ronowitz. Shout out to Amy Horowitz. Like, I went to camp to hang out with the counselors. I set two counselors up and they're now married. Oh I am obsessed with counselor camper dynamic. And I feel like it's followed me the rest of my life, like gravitating towards the older girls, wanting to retain that counselor camper sitch. So this hit home hard for me. It was such a compelling story. I could not put the book down. And most importantly, I loved the writing. Oh my God, I was just about to ask you and what did you think about the writing? Because you're our harshest critic. So I am big on poems. I love rhyming conventions. I love anything that has to do with like poetry. And this just hit the nail on the head. The rhymes were spot on. The illustrations were even better. Every page of this book was better than the next. And I loved it. It was a masterpiece. Thank you so much, you guys. Okay, well, we have some great questions that Dana wrote about the book that are so cute and so serious. And we're going to break it down. So first, the beginning of the book sees Camper going through a range of emotions, goosebumps, excitement, suspense, cold, hot. Only when Camper meets Counselor does her stomach start to unknot. Are campers' emotions natural? What tactics do counselors use to make new campers less anxious? Has everyone here been a counselor? I have. I have. I have not. Margo, you never were a counselor either. Wow, that's really yeah. the plot twist. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Wow, I think we're campers take you down. For- yeah, like this is a scandal. I know, crazy. <laughs> I, this is plagiarized. Yeah, I know, it's so true. I've never been a counselor. No, but this is imagining what you would be as a counselor. And honestly, you, the world is missing out because you were never their counselor. But now you're actually everyone's counselor. Right, right. Now I'm a symbol of counseling. It's so natural for campers to feel anxious, especially the first day. And as a counselor, I guess, Jax, you and I were the only ones. I always found the best tactic was distraction. Like, get these bitches thinking about something else besides homesickness, and they would forget about it in one second. They're like goldfish, these campers. So I thought Counselor Snitch did a great job at reminding her that it's okay to feel blue, but also giving her all of these other outlets to express herself. Yeah, validating her feelings, but also, you know, bringing her in with the girls getting her laughing getting her thinking about other things that's actually exactly what I would do as a counselor like oh what sports do you like and then find the other girl on the bunk who likes the same things oh my gosh you guys both love Taylor Swift you know I also loved the one-to-one bonding on that front stoop where counselor snitch was like let's level set girl like we're gonna have a great summer yeah I do think the plot hole is that counselor snitch listens to funk (laughs) (laughs) yeah snitch what was the plot hole the dear reader. Dear oh my reader. god, Dina. Oh, oh. no, we don't need to go back there. Let's <laughs> okay. go back there. No, but Snitch, how do you feel that I kind of like 
made that up a part of her character. It was kind of like defamation, but like. <laughs> but you want to know something? You want to know what's your something? favorite funk song? <laughs> Snitch on the toes, but I'm bummed. Snitch yeah. on the toast. It's actually hey. kind of perfect because that's the song that we sang for Snitch on the Toast. And the song is actually, we've got the funk. We've got the funk. So you kind of do listen to funk, just so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, uh, but like I'm so in, like infused in music. Like, I'm so passionate <laughs> about it, you know? So okay. Funk is no- just, like, random. Funk is the only genre that rhymes with funk. No, for <laughs> sure. For sure. I give you the pass. Thank you. <laughs> Defamation. Next question. When Camper feels homesick at night, counselor validates her feelings by saying it's okay to feel blue. Do you think this approach is helpful? How else does this counselor make Camper feel better? So she doesn't linger too long in the feeling blue. She validates it. It's good, but she doesn't indulge it unnecessarily. She quickly changes the subject. She explains how she felt blue once, but then it ended up being the best summer of her life. I think providing a personal anecdote and aligning yourself with Camper is a really good way to relate to someone who is probably half your age, but leveling the ground. Yeah, agreed. Relatability is key here. Next, does Counselor Snitch remind you of a role model from your early life? What impact did that figure leave on you? I feel like for me, Counselor Snitch, even though, oh, by the way, if you hear Charlie cooing, I'm baby wearing. So cute. And it is what it is. But I feel like for me, even though I didn't have a counselor necessarily like Counselor Snitch, like the idea of a counselor just being like that cool girl who's got it all figured out, like maybe she's even got a boyfriend who is working at camp too and she has all these friends and and she's choosing you she's choosing to spend her time with you it's so validating like for a young girl and that's really what I think of when I think of counselor snitch like the cool older girl who's going to show you the way how to paint your nails how to do your hair how to shave your legs the shaving your legs is such a real yes part of like your journey towards adulthood was towards womanhood womanhood. also that and like putting in a tampon putting in a tampon yeah I didn't learn that from my counselors that's funny um but the shaving of the legs you guys like like the counselors it was a thing they would shave their legs on the porch during Uh rest hour yeah it was like the thing and like they all did it together and we would just like watch and see like how they did it oh my god what a coming of age moment I remember one time when I was too little to be shaving my legs, but I wanted that like silky smooth feeling. I put shaving cream all over my legs and then like wiped it off as if I was erasing. <laughs> and I, I love- was so confused why my legs weren't That's soft. That's so cute. That's amazing. That's so camper. Maybe the next book is Camper Gets Her Period. For I sure. Honestly, well, I was going to say like, I feel like it's different, but I have three older sisters. So I feel like mm. that like role model would be my older sisters. But also like, well, of course, I had my counselor, but that was different. Like I remember with the tampon thing, I was at camp in a bunk, but Olivia was teaching me how to put it in. When I met Olivia for the first time, I was like, this is counselor vibes. Like, that's why I loved her so much. I'm like, oh, this is my counselor. Like, she's so cool. I just want her to, like, love me. That's such a good call. Like, right. When she yeah. would, like, visit us at Colgate yes. and, like, pick us up in a car and be like, girls, we're going to lunch. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, yes, counts. Let's do it. Yes, 100%. Counts. Next, this book utilizes impressive vocabulary words like, quote, wary and pirouette which may be new for young readers. How does this book succeed at elevating the youth's vocabulary while still retaining the element of childhood? 
I mean, the rhyming of it all. But honestly, like, we're bringing in real themes. We might as well bring in real language. I think it's like a one-two punch. Like, let's let's hit the hard uh, messages. Yeah. Also, I've been reading this book to Harry for months now, and he repeats back so many of the words. Like, he uh, knows the end of every single sentence, so he'll, like, fill it in. And he's saying suspense. I mean, he doesn't say it perfectly, but why not challenge the kids? Bigger, better Yeah, I think it's a good way to get kids to say bigger words, have a bigger vocabulary. They're going to be, like, crushing their SATs by the time of, like, age 10. Yeah, it's aspirational. Yeah. For all the parents listening, this is an incentive to buy the book if you want your kid to get ahead in school. (laughs) Thank you, Dana. I have a niece, Romy, (laughs) who just turned two, and we got married in Massachusetts, and she was saying Massachusetts by the end of that weekend. Right? Give them a chance. Don't overestimate the campers. People... Yeah. Four syllables. Next, electronics like iPads, TV, and Nintendo are prohibited at camp. What kind of influence do you think this has on campers? So that's kind of like the only thing in my book that kind of has a bit of an agenda, you know, (laughs) where it's like if I'm pushing anything, it's kind of like this anti-technology bent. And I feel really strongly about that because I feel really strongly that camp should be a technology-free zone. It enhances the experience and that kids should have an outlet in their life, even if it's two months out of 12, whatever it is, where they don't have the pressures of technology, social media, and they don't have those things as crutches for when they're feeling sad. Like, no, address your emotions, sit with them, address them, solve them. I totally agree. There's such a respite to getting rid of technology and in this day and age, it's becoming more and more impossible to escape it. Impossible. So the safe space and like bubble that camp gives you should not be underestimated. I also feel like when you're at camp, like you're in that bubble, that becomes like your social media. It's like, I don't care what people at other camps are doing. Like, yeah. you know, the Instagram feed, it's it's on the hill. It's on the quad. Like it's all happening in real life, yes. which is how it should be happening. And it's good for kids to remember that, especially as it becomes increasingly impossible. Agreed. Next, how does going to camp shape you into a better person? What skills from camp follow you into the real world? Independence, friendship, community. Yeah, responsibility. Responsibility, leadership. leadership. You have to make your own bed, clean your own area, do your chore. When we were at Colgate, we were assigned a task when we joined our fake sorority to create like a cheer and a song to present. And it was all the bitches that went to camp that took the lead on drafting it because those are just skills you learn, like how to quickly put something together, how to stay organized, how to lead a group. Self-sufficiency. Sports. Sportsmanship. Yeah. You know what else it taught me? This is random, but it, it forced me to like like all different kinds of foods because whatever was for lunch was for lunch. Yeah. So yeah. True. You know, and it's like if I wanted something... On the side, especially we did also go to a fat camp. So it was, yeah, you know, like being where we could. Whatever's on your plate, you gotta eating. No, but there were some even meals when we went to regular camp where if it was a sandwich that you didn't like that day, you know, that's what's for lunch. If it's lasagna, you're gonna, that's, we're yeah. having lasagna. If it's stuffed shells, you're gonna bark. Right. Oh, or if it's stuffed shells, you're eating stuffed shells. So it, it made me really like vegetables that I didn't like before because I just like was kind of forced to eat whatever's prepared for me. Jax, I have another question. Was there an agenda about um, a single sex camp within the the pages of these, this here novel? Not an agenda. This camp could still be co-ed and there is boy side. But at the age of camper, she wouldn't be mingling with boys, whether it was single sex or co-ed. So I just wanted, I didn't want to introduce that element. Then camper's frazzled all over again. There's a boy that she <laughs> likes, but she doesn't know how to talk to him. Counselor's going to help with that. That's the sequel. 
So many sequels. Camper goes to a dance. Camper goes to a social. Oh my God, a mixer. Social, right. Social. Yeah, no. Well, I am biased, I think, but I think going to a single sex camp gave me the ability to have so much confidence. Like, I am who I am, and like, I have established myself in this world, and now I'll introduce men or boys, men. But um, I thought that was like an amazing takeaway. Yeah, but it definitely was based on my experience at camp when I was camper's age, which is eight. And that camp was a single sex, all girls camp non-fat camp next question final question how does camper evolve from the beginning of the summer to the end do you think she could have thrived as well without counselor snitch (laughs) not in the same way I think she would have been okay because our girl is strong and resilient and she had it in her this whole time just like Violet Sarengale but I don't (laughs) think it would have been the same like I don't know that she would have had a counselor whose name she's going to remember in 20 years Yeah. yeah and counselor was good like she didn't hog her she let her participate in all those activities swimming gymnastics arts and crafts etc but she was there for her to lean on but it wasn't her sole world yeah agreed okay what is the moral of the story (laughs) where do we begin bloom where you're planted yes love uh challenge yourself don't give up um, don't be afraid to go outside of your comfort zone. You never know what you're going to find. Respect your elders. Yes. Yes. Be willing. Be willing to accept help. Or oh, ask. Don't be for afraid help. to ask for help. Yeah, don't be afraid to ask for help. So cute. I'm going to cry. <laughs> okay, Hollywood treatment. If this book became a movie or a TV show, which I really think it could, <laughs> who would play Counselor Snitch? Who would play the camper? I'll go first. I've said this from the beginning. I think the camper needs to be an unknown breakout star. I wouldn't cast anyone as her. Like, I need to meet every eight-year-old redhead in the country. Counselor Snitch, like, she gives Madeline Klein vibes. Wait, guys, obviously it would be me. (laughs) After you. But what if it doesn't get made for a while, Counts? I guess you're the same age as Madeline Klein. We would still need to cast. I'm literally the same age as Madeline Klein. Oh, okay. Are you interested in acting? You could have. I just feel like if it's about me, I'm in the public eye. Like, why wouldn't I? Why not? Yeah. I just you're so like busy, and I I just wouldn't want to put more on your plate. There's only one right answer, and it's Amy Schumer. (laughs) Tina, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Okay, she actually could play a camp director. She'd be a good one. Yes, yes. I had Emma Chamberlain because I think that she's. Oh my god. That's, that's really so good. good. Or like Miley such Cyrus a cool circa like 2014. Yeah. Totally. Or Christine Frost. I was going to say like to cast, <laughs> But I didn't want to do it again. Okay. These are really good options. Dana, you wouldn't pick Billie Eilish for the counselor. <laughs> Maybe the camper. <laughs> Did anyone have a camper? No. No. Jackie Ashray. Literally. You know who the camper is? You know that girl? She does ASMR. She looks just like me. Life with... Yes, I know What's exactly what you're talking about. Like Mife with Macy or something. I need to get a video of her. She'll be too old by the time this ever comes out if it did. But it's 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 me. Or Lindsay or Lohan Michaela in the parent Shapiro. Oh, Michaela yeah. Shapiro. Yes. That's too, this is too cute, you guys. This episode is too precious. <laughs> now it is time for our overall rating of the book. We've never rated a children's book before, so it's a different scale. Just like for me, nonfiction is a different scale than fiction. I'll go first since it was my choice and my book, and I'm rating it five out of five. Same, Shocking. obviously. Same, obviously. 
five out of five. Dana just changed her vote. My Dana. first five I've ever given in my life. Dana's first five. I think it's so <laughs> worthy. That makes our overall redheads rating for the camper and the counselor by Jackie Ashe. Five stars. <laughs> Perfect five across the board. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Thank you to the girlies for joining, reading the book, dissecting it. Honestly, this was so much fun and literally is my favorite podcast of all time. Not just of the redheads, like of all time. Uh, If you are in the New York, New Jersey area, I am doing a book signing at Books and Greetings Saturday, October 14th at 11 a.m. Link is in my Instagram. You have to register if you want to come to the event and you will get a signed copy of your book with ticket purchase. So that's really fun. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. Thank you to Charlie, Dana, Beck, Snitch. We will see you on the next one. Love you guys. Love ya. Love ya.